Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Bad holes. Politicians. Prestidigitators and magicians. First you see the money. Then you don't. There's nothing to fill the holes while they're filling their pockets. Bad holes. Politicians bouncing down the road, everybody's wishing for no more corruption and dysfunction. It's gonna take divine intervention. A new poll shows Mayor Latoya Cantrell may be in trouble and be facing a runoff. Her popularity has fallen. So has the popularity of Joe Biden to levels that Donald Trump was used to and even below. And ladies and gentlemen, speaking of Joe Biden, what about Afghanistan? What about the people left behind? We'll talk about all of that and more, including a return of the Star of Bethlehem. Yes, you heard me correctly. It, it, science is on this. And the fact that nobody's reporting but, we, but us that some jobs at Mishu and our Space Center jobs may be in trouble. Boeing may be on the outs with NASA. All of that and more on today's edition of The Founders Show. And God bless all out there. You are now listening to The Founders Show, the voice of the Founding Fathers, your Founding Fathers, coming to you deep within the bowels of those mystic and cryptic alligator swamps of the Big Easy, that old Crescent City, New Orleans, Louisiana, and high up on that Old Liberty Cypress Tree, way out on the Eagles, Eagles Branch. This is none other than your spin Gary Baba of the Republic, Chaplain High McHenry, with Christopher Tidmore, your roving reporter, resident radical moderate, and associate editor of the Louisiana Weekly at louisianaweekly.net. And ladies and gentlemen, we've got a great show for you today. Also, upcoming, uh, if you've got kids and you want to know what to do with them for Halloween, we've got some upcoming Halloween stuff that's happening at the historic rink, all with story time and everything. We'll talk about that. As well, but we got to start off high uh, before we with a question of two sets of polls. Now, our resident incumbents aren't doing so great across the board when it comes to polls. Last week, this program was the only program on all of radio and television to predict that Mayor Latoya Cantrell may be facing some political problems. Hi, and I've actually, Hi, and I over the years have been pretty pretty good admirers of Latoya Cantrell overall. You know, we liked how she handled She did Paris she done some good things. Yeah. What I'm hearing, Christopher, is that she's got a serious drinking problem. That's on the street. That's a big, and I, whether it's a rumor or it's true, I don't know, but that's what people are perceiving. Well, I don't think that's what's perceiving in the polls. I think what is is coming in is people are perceiving the fact that their trash hasn't been picked up. Well, yes, yeah, they're but they're saying it. it should be if she would pay attention to her job instead of her cocktails. That's well, what they're thinking. But I don't, I, don't, I don't think most people think she has a drinking problem. I've known Latoya Cantrell for many years, and it's possible that job can drive you to drink, but I've never known her to have a drinking problem. Okay. I, I, I think the rumor is ridiculous. But, but you realize it's there. Well, no, I realize so people's no, perception I, affects... Polls. No, I understand. But what is happening, though, is there's a new poll that just came out, 
and found out that 44.75 of New Orleanians were fully committed to voting for Latoya Cantrell. Now listen, this is an incumbent mayor who faces no real opposition. She has 14 opponents in her race, but there's not one who has any money, who has any public profile, who's really mounting anything remotely resembling a mayor's race against her. And yet less than half of New Orleanians will say in a poll, I'm fully committed to voting for it. Over a third, 33.3%, said they would prefer another candidate, and the remainder, 22.2%, said they were undecided on whether they're going to vote for Mayor Latoya Cantrell by the 13th of November. Remember, early voting starts on the 30th of October, day before Halloween, so we're not talking far away. And what's fascinating is Cantrell's re-election numbers um, amongst African Americans have fallen. She used to be very strong amongst blacks. But now they're only 58.1% overall. Black females are 58.3%. Democrats in general are only 52.5%. She is most popular in Mid-City with 54.2%, followed by New Orleans, East, and Bywater in the Upper Ninth Ward. Now, understand all of those... Her falling rates could be from her COVID mandates. That's another thing that has made her very unpopular in the black community. Well, and also in elements of the white community, and that plays into what I'm about to say. When Mayor Latoya Cantrell won, she won in a very interesting way. She um, she had represented uptown in the council uh, for the most part, you know, the Garden District, Central City, so on and so forth. And her strength was always the uptown area, stretching all the way from the Bywater and the Maryville neighborhood, um, all the way to the river, all the way to the CBD. If you look at a reelect map, uh, Desiree Charbonnet kind of won all the other areas, but Latoya Cantrell won uptown. Blacks and whites, rich and poor, Republicans and Democrats, which kind of shattered Charbonnet's strategy, she won them overwhelmingly. Notice on the list that I just read to you, what is the areas that are not very popular for Latoya Cantrell? Any place she represented on the council, Central City, Uptown, Lower Garden District, CBD, Riverbend, anything are not one of her areas of support. And that's dangerous for a candidate who's from those areas. She's from, uh, obviously, her her home base has always been the Bywater, not the Bywater, the uh, Broadmoor area, that um, that she could be in trouble. That does not mean she's not going to be reelected. Mayor LaToya Cantrell is going to be the next mayor for a simple reason. There is literally nobody in the field who would, who's capable of defeating her. There's nobody who's a real candidate. In fact, I'll challenge you on it. Name me two candidates in the field. Oh, Christopher, no, I, I agree with you. You can't. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm asking, yeah. folks, the only reason I know two candidates in the field is because I'm, I'm reading. Wait a, a minute. Ruthie the Duck Woman. Oh, no, no. Don't Pre- we have pretty close. like that? Pretty close. About, uh, Manny Chevrolet Bruno has returned to the field. <laughs> oh, the, man, the troubled man for troubled times. I'm, I've been trying to get him Who on the air. wants to put every man in a Chevrolet? No, no, no. Manny Chevrolet <laughs> a, Bruno. A chicken in every pot and a, a person in a, in a Chevrolet. The, last, the third time he ran for mayor. Manny Chevrolet Bruno ran on pot for potholes. And he, uh, he said, he said, potholes have gotten so bad in this city, I saw a family of four living in a pothole. Right. He says, he says what we do is we put pot, we grow them in all the potholes, and we harvest it, we use it to fill the potholes. And the and, funny and, thing... And everybody can start smoking pot, and we don't care if we hit potholes. In, right? <laughs> I think that was part. Man, we carefree then. Manny Chevrolet, as he was, he was a troubled man for troubled times, more troubled than ever before in each race. He, is, he decided to come in. He hasn't had the, quite the impact that he had on the other races as a comedic candidate. He sounds but like he's my fun. kind of man. I got it. The first time I, the, the way I met Manny Chevrolet Bruno, Sid Arroyo and I were doing the morning show on WBYU. 
uh, every morning, and we had this thing where w- the day after qualifying for candidates, we said, okay, if you put your telephone number on your thing, you must want to be called, right? So at 7 o'clock in the morning, the day after qualifying, we start dialing live on the air. Who are your candidate? And sometimes the candidates are like, oh, who is this? Oh, I'm really happy to hear that. Or you got a voicemail or something. We're doing this live. And uh, we get Manny Chevrolet. I said, Manny Chevrolet, is this Manny Chevrolet, Bruno? This is Christopher Tidmore and Sid Royal from WBYU. Um, you're live on the air. We just wanted to ask you why you're running for mayor. He says, man, I haven't had my first cigarette, man. <laughs> it's just, what year was that? Oh, God. This was, uh, 20 back, years ago. This, no, this was back in the early 2000s. So this is when Ray Nagin was first running for mayor. This was that same election. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, the, it was, it was a fascinating, 2002, then. anyway, it was a fascinating time. And, um, it was, and so he's been around all this. But my point about this is Latoya Cantrell facing no serious candidate has a third of the electorate that will not vote for her. That's dangerous for any candidate in his position. It means that she's probably going to a runoff. I, I don't think, I, I don't think there's much chance of her not winning, but I do think that She's having to deal with problems. I wrote a column for the Louisiana Weekly. Please go to louisianaweekly.net and you can see some of the columns I wrote. When I, at this last column I wrote, but my essential point was, look, people are frustrated by the fact that their trash hasn't been picked up. Truthfully, there's not a lot of she can do about that. She sent a few city employees out, but the fact is all of our trash services are privatized in New Orleans Parish. And what's happening is the major, the major services are not operating right now. Mostly, this is Met, Jimmy Hayes' Metro service. Well, it, it could be that their employees on our FEMA vacation, because FEMA gives people money when a hurricane comes to go live in hotels. Well, so maybe they're still uh, rounding off their uh, well, FEMA, their hurricane vacation. It's here's they can't get by people to work. Maybe, maybe uh, I don't know. No, I think part of it's that they they actually lost a lot of employees in Ida who left and aren't coming back. I think that plays a, uh, that, that it, part of the problem. Part of the problem is our regulation in Orleans. So you'd think, well, how, how much training do you need to be a garbage man, right? I mean, what's the big deal? This is sort of the job that you do when you got no training, right? Well, the fact is, to drive a garbage truck, you cannot be hired without two years' experience driving a garbage truck. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I suppose that's there's a safety point to that, and that makes sense. But yeah, there is. I mean, it's two, it's a garbage truck. Two years. How many people have two years experience driving being a garbage man? I mean, come on. <laughs> Think about this for logic. So there's not a whole lot you can do about not that. A long there's line n- waiting to get the job. There's not a whole lot. We'll talk about the deal that's going on with what, what, what the latest machinations are in the infrastructure bill. Both both of them, including the one that might help Louisiana as opposed to the other one, but. Um, the most of the, the only money that she's got really to rebuild sewage and water board do anything with it is Cassidy put it in the in the in the bipartisan infrastructure bill. It's part of the reason he um, had such strong support because it, a lot of it's for municipal water systems, and a lot of Republicans represent states that have collapsing municipal water systems. This is not an unusual factor. It's not New Orleans alone. Not much you can do with that. I do believe, and I pointed out in the article what you said. There is a large constituency in the African American community that hates the vaccine mandates, hates the masking, even though African-Americans have suffered the, the worst impact of COVID. Christopher, I go to a lot of places here in New Orleans, won't give the names, a variety of establishments, and I notice when I go in, people aren't wearing masks. I'll see a sign, must have your passport. They never ask for it. Uh, 
So I think what's going on here is people are just ignoring this stuff and going on and practicing well, their business, doing their business as if none of this matters. I think, I think and so, apparently I, there's no enforcement of it. So um, I, I can honestly tell you, because as some people know, I own the Still Park and Coffee House. My partner's Carol and Barclay, and as well as the Garden District Bookshop. And there we, we do occasionally get inspectors. Okay. Finding out whether or not we're asking for the vaccine mandate, it does happen. It's it's not. Well, yeah, it's put not a sign that. up. We d- no no no. I mean no no. So then when the inspector comes, they can see no, I'm the high, sign. And high. while they're there, they have somebody undercover who comes to you. And if you haven't asked for a vaccine card, they they can cite you. It, it, they, 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 it's okay. more than just putting the sign up. It's that's that's a bit of a myth. But the thing that I'm getting what at is, is the citation. By the way, it's about five hundred dollars. Okay, well, maybe they'd lose that more than that if they start well, passporting everybody. I, I don't. You'd be amazed as as somebody who has a coffee house. Yeah, I mean, this is not. We're not talking about Commander's Palace here. No, right. You'd think that this that there would be a lot. Your customers are very important. Yeah, but no. But my point being, you you you'd think there'd be more pushback than there is at a restaurant. I've only had we've only had like two people, and we've got a and we've got a very big political difference. We have some from the far right, far left. We, we we're one of the faces at the rank at the corner of uh, uh, free plug at the corner of Washington and Britannia at the coffee house. We draw from people across the political spectrum, across the racial spectrum, and we've only had two people who really objected to you know that they had to show a vaccine mandate. But I do believe that the fact that we all are masking, we have to do mandate, is starting to wear on people. The question that I've got is, the governor extended the mask mandate to October 27th. Now, that date is kind of interesting. That's three days before early voting starts. Is Cantrell, if the governor lifts this on October 27th, the, masking, the statewide masking mandate, will Cantrell turn around and lift it for Orleans Parish on that day? Politically, it would be in her benefit to do so. She could leave the vaccine mandate on, for restaurants, but keep the mask, get rid of the masking mandate, and it would ha- it would go a long way to probably having her win the first primary. Now, I will say, this is a compliment to the woman. I've watched her take... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. Political stands that make no political sense, they're the right thing to do in her mind. Sometimes I've agreed with her, they're the right thing to do, but they're politically perilous. She cares less about taking the right, quote, the politically easy stand than most politicians I've ever met. Well, that's great. I mean, it's, it's, it's a compliment. That's a rare, it's rare, rare. commodity in she will, politicians. She will come in and she thinks she's right. It doesn't matter what the rest of the world thinks. Can you give us an example? Oh, I can give you about 12 examples. Well, just one. For the sake of time, you know. Your favorite one. 
when the Black Lives Matter protests were going on. Oh, yeah, right, right. Um, it, it would have been very easy for Latoya Cantrell to come out and say, I support you, and just do what Lori Lightfoot And look the other was. way. What did she do? She came out and looked at the crowd that could have killed her and said, look, here's the deal. As long as you pr- peacefully protest, you've got my support, we got the whole thing. The first time you get violent, these, the cops open fire. Imagine the environment she was in when she made statements like that. And yeah. she made it pretty much like that. It yeah. wasn't, wasn't, a, it wasn't a confused statement. she did statement. what every mayor or governor or whatever official should have done. She took action when the violence began. And so what do the, what do the uh, violent protesters, Democrat protesters do? They tucked tail and they ran, and there was no riot. There well, was no no destruction, as in these other cities where the mayors and the governors looked the other way and turned the cities loose to the rioters, where they proceeded to burn and destroy and rape and murder. And I would also, I would also, five hundred locations. Folks. I would also say we don't give ourselves enough credit. Sometimes the New Orleans Police Department is the absolute expert in crowd control. They in are, the world. but Christopher, they have to get the command. I talked to the commander of the SWAT team and got the inside scoop on that, and as it turned out. Uh, she she made it very clear to him that if they got violent, they were to take action. And that's what happened up on the bridge. They took action. Problem solved. They didn't have, nobody well, got hurt. They just let the, the riders know they were not going to get away with and it. That's, and that's what I'm giving an example. That was not a, for a Democratic mayor to do something at a time like that. Yeah, right. That was a politically perilous choice to yeah. make. And it's not the only one. So... My point yeah, is, I, I commend her for that. Yeah, I commit. My, my point about that is that Latoya Cantrell has. She could very well say, "You know what? I don't care. If, if, you know, if this is going to save lives, keep the mask on. I'll risk uh, getting going to a runoff." And she's she's up for that. You may disagree with the masking. You can at least respect that politically, she's in a position. She may not. We, we're going to find out on October twenty seventh. Yeah. Basically, a lot of this have to do with fe- federal funding and whatnot. And I'm saying it in the hospitals. I have a friend that got the vaccine recently, and it just about killed him. He missed dying by like 12 hours. Uh, when he got to the hospital, he was almost dead. And it was caused by the vaccine. The doctors yeah, know that. And so, uh, you know, but One he percent. tried to get it reported. They would not report it at the hospital because they have federal SOPs that will not let them show anything bad on the vaccine. One percent of vaccine. There's an adverse reaction. One percent of vaccine cases. The highest on record. Yeah, it's there's 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 the highest on record but, for vaccines. But it's that's not entirely true. But um, that uh, it, there All is the records I've seen. Today, I'm, well, the records you're seeing. I'm, I'm curious to see the numbers. My point being that when it comes down to it, one of the things I will say is. If you look at, if you say the point of wearing the mask, or particularly getting the vaccine, putting the vaccine mandate was to get more people vaccinated, Latoya Cantrell has been incredibly successful. You may disagree with the, the, the whole idea of getting vaccinated. I don't. But the fact is, Orleans Parish vaccination rates, if you had at least one shot, is 64%. Jefferson, which, frankly, if you want to live, work, or play, and, and, and you live in Jefferson Parish, you got to do what Orleans says. They're at 61. Almost every parish in the state, with the exception of small West Feliciana, is either at 55, or 50% or below. And uh, one of the more interesting points is m- uh, most of the parishes of the people that are yelling the most about the vaccine mandate in Orleans, a state representative from Vernon Parish called Owen came out and you know had a resolution passed before the state central committee condemning Latoya Cantrell. His parish is a 32.2% vaccination rate. I mean, so if your objective was, as it was her objective, 
if we put a vaccine mandate on any time you want to go to a restaurant or go to a concert or go in public, people will get vaccinated. Guess what? She's been successful. Yeah. You know, Christopher, the two thirds of New Orleanians are basically vaccinated. The sad thing about this is the natural vaccination is so far superior. I disagree because I had a friend who almost died because of it. Let me finish. And that's an exception. It's 27 times more effective than the synthetic vaccination. And so if you've already got COVID, you're already vaccinated. And it's been proven that if you get the vaccination once you've had COVID, it can even have real problems uh, that because you've already got the vaccination in your body, you're already immune to it. All right. Let, so, me, let me ask you a practical question. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and this is, I disagree with most of what you just said, but I'm not gonna, we're not going to have a vaccination. We've had vaccination debates here. I'm, I'm right. actually more curious about something. So the mandates are going out for pretty much all public employees Right uh, to be vaccinated. Uh, now it's hitting people's pretty much everything. Being destroyed right now. Yeah, it's people are losing their. Chance. Too many people aren't going to do this. I'm really curious when it comes down to if you're a federal employee and you don't want to get vaccinated, the military can dishonorably discharge you. But yeah, the, the yeah. rest, the rest of the federal workforce, you 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 could lose your job. My question is, will a religious Objection, which is the pretty much the only one that is, is stated in federal law, is that capacity able to be used by people on the vaccination on the drug? If you're not a say a Christian scientist or something along those lines who rejects all vaccinations or rejects most medical procedures, if you're just an evangelical, can you use a religious objection? I don't think you can. Well, there was that case. I've seen evidence for it, but I do know that the feds are moving fast and furiously to block any and every objection, let's say, any what might be a legal uh, loophole to get us out of this thing. So where it is right now, I don't know. You know, when you're looking at, at law today's in today's world, it gets so complex and so contradictory a lot of times that um, it's very hard to come up with a conclusion right now on that. I don't know. Well, and I, I want to say, I said this was a tale of two sets of, uh, of polling data, because we're going to con- transition before the break a little bit. We're um, into Afghanistan. The president's approval rating has fallen to just 38%, with disapproval at 53%. And Christopher, you said earlier that uh, it almost down to Trump's numbers. Bear this in mind, folks. The, the main slime media, that's 90% of the airwaves, oh. did nothing but trash Trump. They couldn't say one good thing about him. It was repeated. They gave him repeated belittlements, condemnations, and everything, every kind of way to run him down. So when you have that much going against you, I think your approval ratings are going to well, be affected. Contrary, Biden is comp- constantly being protected and covered by the main slime. Well, they're doing everything they can to make this guy look like he's the greatest thing ever. Hold on, hold so, on. Wait, stop, and yet stop. his approval ratings are that low? W- that, that tells you some, that's an extreme uh, message. There, I, will, I will say that the prior to Afghanistan, there was, an, there was a grain of truth in what you're saying. One of the things that's had been interesting since the fall of Afghanistan is the level of criticism that is actually happening by the so-called liberal media of, of Joe Biden. Having said that, at 38%, Donald Trump averaged 41% job approval rating, good and bad in office. His record low was 34%. So his record low is lower than Joe Biden at 38%. But this is effectively the same level of numbers. that When you have the Russian hoax going against you, I guess uh, your approval ratings might go down. They worked that for almost three years. If the Russians help They pushed that for almost three years. Every kind of bad thing you could say about him, they did. He was an illegal president. The Russians helped to get him elected. Come on. 
He was an illegal president, uh, and there's no evidence for any of Except it. Except the and Russians proven, helped get him elected. It was proven. No, they didn't. Yes, was, they did. Christopher, okay, now that's It was not, proven. It was proven. I'll no, give you plenty. It was plenty. proven. It was proven. Uh, it was proven. It was proven. There is no Russian hoax. There is not on either there side. There is a it huge Russian hoax, uh, and it came out when, when they had the final hearing on it. Right. And, and they had absolutely you no love proof. Trump. You no, love it, 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 it fell flat on its face. No, it, look, that's another. We can't get into that right now. You we love, time you love Trump so much. Let me explain. No, 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 no. I'm just telling you the truth. Now, look, Chris, no, we got to go, we gotta really go into Afghanistan right now. All right, but I got to ask you one Trump question. Were you shocked when uh, Donald Trump all but endorsed Stacey Abrams this week because he so hates the governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp, a Republican, and in, endorsed the woman who is to the left of AOC? Yeah, uh, yeah, that is quite shocking. Then what, how can you stand <laughs> by this guy out of... I, well, no, Christopher, if the Republican governor is that big of a rhino, well, maybe Dude, that's a better what about What about Brian Kemp is a rhino? He's got right. one of the most conservative records on record. Yeah, but Why okay, would I'm, he do that? Because he would not he do a good though. investigation on the election. Because Donald Trump's an egomaniac. No, he's not. Chris. Yes, he is. No, that, okay, look, I don't want to get into these <laughs> pejoratives where you condemn and ridicule people with, with dirty names. Let's not do that. That, that doesn't prove anything. <laughs> it doesn't prove a thing. You can say, oh, he's an idiot, he's a loser, blah, 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 blah. Okay, go for the facts about what he did. Not, now, you mm. stated a fact. He's embracing... Okay, that's good. But don't sit up here really? and say he's a dummy, he's an idiot, he's an evil man. He's I didn't say any of that. I said yes, he's an egomaniac. No, I okay, said he can't okay. stand somebody okay, not being on the that side. Is, that is a, uh, a, a, an insult yeah, to that man. It is, it and, is an and accurate don't insult. don't use those things. We shouldn't, don't use them. They're, they're you just, just brought up a record. Yeah, give us facts. Why is he an egomaniac? <laughs> facts, Christopher, facts. Okay, you, right. you want me so, to outline why Donald Trump's an egomaniac? No, we don't. You got about an hour? I can give you a hundred reasons. You got about 20 hours for me to prove to you why he's not. But look, let's not go there right now. All right, all right. Afghanistan. Yeah, Afghanistan. Because we got to go to the break in a second. Yeah. I'm a vet, as you know, from Afghanistan, folks. I did two tours of duty there. Made a lot of good friends with the Afghans themselves and, of course, with our own military and, and the, um, the civilian workers and everything else. So um, I saw a lot when I was there, and this has been a devastating thing for all of us veterans, e- even e- World War II veterans. Korean, I'm hearing all the veterans at my VFW Hall, they're very upset about all this. This is one of the greatest acts of betrayal the military has ever done, and we didn't just do it to ourselves. We did it to our friends, our assets, other nations. Uh, this is, a, this is going, getting close to 60 days now where we, have, I don't, we don't know how many uh, people's lives are at risk right now over there. We don't know how many Americans are still there. The government will not release information on that. Uh, we, we have no idea what's really going on there. But we do know the slaughter has begun. We know that. And that the, the, all the things the Taliban has always done and militant Muslims have always done, they're doing it again. Are we surprised? Oh, and by the way, uh, Mr. Biden, they're not uh, nice professional business people as you tried to make them us think they were. No, they're animals. They're, they're violent, wicked animals. And they've proven it over. And if you want the facts, I don't have time for the facts right now, but I don't have to. You can, the facts are all over the place. You've seen it for, for years now. So uh, it's just a great tragedy that that's an ongoing thing. Please pray for those folks. Uh, please make your voice heard about it. Don't let it be forgotten. The main slimes are forgetting it. They don't want us to remember it because they're trying to protect their, their beloved Biden. So do not forget this, folks. Keep it current and I don't- until justice is done, until and the leadership of this country that's responsible needs to be brought to justice for this. They have to be brought to justice. And the people over there need to be saved. We need to do something, whatever we can, to get those poor people out. Now, you know, he let in, Biden let in thousands of unknown Afghans. Afghans. We don't know really who these people are. 
Are they? Yeah, uh, but you can't have Taliban it, terrorists high, high. sneaking in as just high. refugees. We don't know because they didn't vet them, and to this day we don't know. And many of them have left now. Yeah, but they high, got on wait, the base high. and off they went in their Ubers, high. and they're spread out across high. the country now. High. We have no idea who these people high. are. High. First of all, you can't. This is the whole thing. If you're saying that people left behind because they were not allowed in. And then others were allowed in because of vetting. That's a lot what's of so people, strange. No, that's no. the strange thing. It's, it's they not let strange. the mob in, but when it came to getting our people out, they were held off. And then when, this when is, the private this sector is, brought in planes and got them on planes to get them out, then our government would not let them land anywhere. It's like they wanted to make it look like this job okay. could not be done. Let me, let me, let me. If you can take a moment from the uh, from the entire uh, party line at One America News, I would. I, this I'm is not explain. that, Chris. This is my own no, opinion. No, but, I didn't read this from One America News. Okay, I'm okay. A, this is my own research, I'm, my own opinion. And let me don't, let me don't, let me give me you. I'm just repeating it, it, another news agent. So I'm. Let me let me. It comes this down. It's the founders show. Yes, I know, and, and you're finding something that's not in truth. Yes, it is true. It, okay, the fact is there are people trapped in Afghanistan. You're quite correct. One of the things that was happening, and one of the things that the Biden administration deserves incredible criticism for, overwhelming criticism, and it's... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Much as everything you just said was the fact that it did not. People who had sided with the Americans, the, they, the Biden administration said vet people that came through. And one of the things is the entire process fell apart. Never ascribe to conspiracy, but simple incompetence will explain. And it boils down to, I mean, I just was part of a, a, a group that got a, a, young, um, a young Afghani journalist who had worked for Voice of America, and she, her, she and her family managed to escape to Islamabad in Pakistan. They had, the Taliban were knocking on doors of the friends and family looking for her to kill her. Yeah. Because she decided with the Americans, she was public, she was a pro-feminist. And she was one of these people that had appealed and said, look, I was on the American side and was left behind. So don't think I, I'm disagreeing with the fundamental premise you're making. What I am saying is what happened was an entire disaster area. They were letting wait, people in. It was not a conspiracy no, to let you, anybody you, you, in. You're very, look, I did this. I know what's going on. We got biometrics on almost everybody in Afghanistan. We could have identified those people, and we didn't. We just turned them loose. Why did we not run the biometrics on them? Why, did, why was not each person vetted? of the mob that jumped on the plane in the beginning. Why? And then why did we not let our own people get out? Why did we hold them? They come to the gate and we, we wouldn't let them in. Th this is absolutely criminal what's happened there. The we, turn, we turn the security operation over to the Taliban and that's an accident? No. And that's incompetence? No. No, no. Trump would have never done that. He was evacuating people there for 18 months without incident. He had great command and control over the whole situation. Biden gets in and the whole thing goes flu-flu. And Christopher, I know you don't like conspiracies, but I don't care. There are right now it's over 100 cases, legal cases in our court system of, cons of criminal conspiracy. And if you still don't believe in them, go ask Abraham Lincoln, Julius Caesar, and Jesus Christ if they believe in conspiracies because they were victims of big-time conspiracies. Look. They do exist, folks. When you're going to do something dirty to somebody, you don't go tell them. The mafia doesn't go tell you. They do it secretly. And so That's what was they criminal so what conspiracy. was the point of this conspiracy high to 
I'll tell you what, Christopher, to destroy our military. This man is doing, and liberals always do this. Do you they really always think weaken our, our military. The president and they've is, done it again now. And, I, and, and, and Look, I've, I've asked, uh, right. and I'm going I'm to close. Is, I'm going to get the last. another whole discussion. I'm going to get the we last. Don't have time to get I'm going to get the last word on this. And I'm just going to no, get the last. Uh, word. No, I'm going to get the last word. And the reason I'm going to say you can you can come back after the break. But the, the reason I'm, I'm just I'm posing a point, a philosophical question. It's a question I posed to conservatives in the '90s when they were screaming about Clinton. It's a question I posed to liberals when they were screaming about George W. Bush. And I'm going back and I and posed to Trump. liberals. And <laughs> I said, a big conspiracy. Do you, remember? Do you think remember the, the president of the United? Do you oh, put, do, do you think that. do you think the president of the United States is a traitor? And I asked. Yes, this I as, do. You think Joe Biden is a traitor? Because he's a whore. He sells out for the for money every time. He has <laughs> been he has been bleeding us dry from all of his, you know. Uh, and when people said Donald Trump, play and when people said Donald, he's, and when people said Donald Trump now. was a traitor, what did you say? He's not a traitor. Okay, was Barack Obama a traitor? <laughs> Very close to it, Christopher. Was George Very, W. Bush a traitor? In certain ways, he was. George W. Bush was a traitor. That. Oh yeah, yeah. I hate to say that. Really? Yeah, but. We don't have time to go into all of this. All right, right, at least I'll give you that card. All right, on that note, on that note, we'll be back, ladies and gentlemen, talking a little bit about um, non-treason things. And I like George Bush, but I'm sorry. A a quite literal blast from the past. Yeah, and we're not exaggerating. We, We come back. Something you haven't seen since the year 1288 is happening, and you ought to be attuned to it right after these important messages. Stay tuned more on the Founder Show with Hi McHenry and Christopher Tidmore right after this. Are you a parent or grandparent wondering what to do with your grandkids on a Saturday? It seems like things aren't getting back to normal, but they are at the rink at the corner of Britannia and Washington Avenue, the Garden District Bookshop and um, still Perkin Coffee House. Ladies and gentlemen, each Saturday there will be story time and special events for the kids. On October 16th, we're going to take a break from Halloween and uh, get Mardi Gras in between with the tw- reading of the 12 Days of Mardi Gras at 10.30 a.m. on October 16th. Since we all missed Mardi Gras last year, the rink will host an interactive Mardi Gras story time and activity day. Guests are encouraged to come in their Mardi Gras gear, shop, and tenants will be passing out beads, reading author Melissa Tybalt's The 12 Days of Mardi Gras. Um, on October 23rd, it's sleepy story time with Maisonettes. No need to change out of your PJs for your for the boys and girls. Bring them down, and we're going to be reading Goodnight uh, Gorilla, Goodnight Peter, and Goodnight and the Llama Llama Red Pajama at 11 a.m. at the rink. And on October 30, the day before Halloween, trick or treat at the rink, 10.30 a.m. You don't have to bring the kids out late. They can come around, and we'll hand out special gifts and treats chocolates and trick-or-treats around the rink holiday themed books will be available toys and more at the garden district bookshop at the corner of britannia and washington avenue check them out online at www.thegardendistrictbookshop.com all of these are happening between 10 30 and 11 a.m and still perkin is offering spooky sweet treats and chocolates until they run out all throughout the month of october here just tell them you heard it on the founders show and check out more information at the garden district bookshop.com well, hello, folks. This is Chapman High McHenry, and I'm here to tell you about our ministry, Lamb Ministries. We're an inner-city ministry with an inner-city focus for inner-city folks. We work mainly with the youth of this city. Uh, we need all the help we can get. We need volunteers, we need prayer warriors, and we need financial support. So if you're interested, please contact us at lambnola.com, lambnola.com, or call me, Chaplain High McHenry, at area code 504 Seven two three nine three six nine. And during this ho- holiday season, while the ghosts are all about, we need help. So give us a call. And thank you so very, very much. 
Well, folks, we're back, and this is the Founders Show, and you can hear us every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. on WRNO here in New Orleans. That's 99.5, or you can hear us during the week, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays on WSLA. That's 1560, or their FM station, 93.9. And you can also get the iHeartMedia app. WRNO is part of iHeartMedia, and you can hear us on the app. The app is for free. Download it, and you can get it's a it's the greatest app going as far as music, news, and on and on and on. iHeartMedia is the largest broadcasting biz company in the world, and uh, you can hear our show whenever you want to. Or you can go to our website, thefoundershow.com, or you can go to the WRNO website, wrno.com. So please check us out, and uh, we appreciate your audience listening to us. And this is Chaplain High McHenry. And I want you to know we are always working so very hard to bring you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help us, God. And I'm here with... Christopher Tidmore. And ladies and gentlemen, we've got a couple other interesting little sidebars to tell you about um, from a political standpoint, but we've got to point out something a little astronomically, something that relates to our community, talking about rockets, but something that's a little bit further, sort of a, a, a bright of the season. So, I mean, Halloween is sort of the beginning of the holiday season. We go through Halloween into Thanksgiving into Christmas. And what is more emblematic, that's a good word, of Christmas than the idea of the Star of Bethlehem? Yeah. Right? You know, the idea yeah, that, not something. that uh, the wise men saw a star. Well, for, to, to give you a background on these wise men, too, they were called Magi. They were sorcerers. Uh, they were into astrology and the occult and all that kind of stuff. And they were from the East. And, the, and, and their astrology is a very big thing in the East. And they found something in the heavenlies that stunned them. It told them that the creator of the universe was going to incarnate as a baby, and they okay. wanted to go meet him we know, we know, and we, worship him. All right, we know, we know the Christmas story. The question, the question that I'm getting at is, for, for generations, people wondered, is this a metaphor? Or was this, you know, really this, a star? was it a star? Well, it wasn't a star at all. But it was it was as bright, if not brighter, than the star. It was like a constellation. What what it was? Away. Well, let me explain. Um, coming this December twenty first, right after sunset, I encourage every person to go out about forty five minutes after sunset and look up, and what they will see is at, on the coming of the winter solstice, Jupiter and Saturn lining up and creating what is known as the Christmas star or the star of um, uh, Bethlehem. When Jupiter and Saturn come into alignment, it creates the brightest object in the sky, brighter than, you know, almost as bright as the moon. And they know it happened 2,000 years ago. Well, no, they know it happened in 1226. And they know if they rerun it back several times, it ends up happening about 4 BC. Right. And for those that don't know, you know, the, the, the Aristotle calendar is off, off by four years, basically. So they, they know that around the birth of Christ, there was this alignment. Of, uh, of Jupiter and Saturn. And so, it, folks, it happens, it has not happened for 800 years. It will happen again in 60 years. For all intents and purposes, this is the only time it'll happen in your lifetime. So what happens is, it, because the stars go, uh, because our planets go in ellipses, it'll happen several times over a series of centuries, and then it'll be 800 years before it happens again. So no one has seen this since the Middle Ages. No one has seen this since Marco Polo went to China. This alignment. And he could have seen it just like the kings of the East saw He it. could have. You can see it 45 minutes after sunset on the 21st of December. It'll linger every night for about a week. 
it will not be as bright. But it's it's the kind of thing that um, on the 21st of December, take your kids out. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. It will be the brightest star in the heavens. It will look like a star has come upon you. And it's it, it, it and they, they run it back like a clock. They know that it happened, because they can just calculate uh, astral positions, it happened about the birth of Christ. So what better way to bring in the Christmas season than to see the Christmas star? Right, and Christopher, you're being very apocalyptic about this, because Jesus, the first time he came, he came with a star. Now... The problem He's is close to coming again. The second time, the problem will there will, is this star heralding his second coming? The problem, Think about that. The problem folks. is it actually has come about four or five times I know that, since Jesus was alive. It's just been eight hundred years. No, the last I know time. that, and there have been wars and rumors of wars and and uh, yeah. plagues and whatnot. All the signs, but never the collection of them all coming at once as they are right now Hi. in our life. You will not right know now, that you, all the uh, all the eschatological apocalyptic signs that Jesus gave us, he said, watch for these. When you see these happening, you know I'm coming back. I'm coming back like a thief in the night. The world will be sleeping. All right, Don't all right. you be asleep. Keep your eyes open. Be a watchman on the wall. Hi. So folks, from now on on this show, we're going to regularly give no, you we're signs. Not. We're yes, not, we are. We're not going to get people in the Christmas season because we kind of need it right now. Because the fact of the matter is, nobody feels in the holiday season whatsoever in this bloody city. Everybody's still going through P- PTSD from Hurricane Ida. People who fought their way out of Hurricane Katrina effectively gave up. And I don't blame them. When the trash was not being collected, when the stuff is not as, we need a feeling of a holiday. We need a feeling. I'm commend what's going on at the, at the rink at the Garden District. Well, hopefully Chicago. Halloween's going to give us a, I'm some kind of happy time. We've got, we've got Even the, though the spooks are going to be raging. Uh, the spirits, the ghost, hi. The ghost. The ghost. The, the ghost. ghost. Say the ghost. Don't it's, use that it, word. The it's ghost. a nuance saying spook. I know. And you say spook houses and all this, but honestly, no. It's a lovely word, Christopher. It comes from our culture. It's it's a good word. Right, Nothing now, wrong I'm, with we're it. We're not going to have a breakdown of the vocabulary of that. My point is we will have the crew of Boo on October 31st. We will on, on, on the Saturday before Halloween. And it will be the Named first after parade. my wife. Well, that's because... I call Libba my Boo. <laughs> boo. Uh, and it will be the first time we have a full parade with full marching groups. The mayor... And one of the points I made about Latoya Cantrell is by authorizing this parade... She may be hearkening that she will keep Mardi Gras authorized. We, we, as we are taping this show, we've been waiting to hear what the re- results of the, uh, the meeting with the, what's called the Mardi Gras Committee. It's the captains of the various uh, marching crews. Uh, what is going to happen? But we're, we're very hopeful. It looks like Mardi Gras is going to come back. We're coming back to some sense of normalcy in a city that has not experienced normalcy, not just with the pandemic, but with Hurricane Ida. And we've been losing, we've been losing ourselves. We're losing musicians. We're losing artists. We're losing people. We're losing the creative capabilities of who we are. And it worries me a lot. And um, one of the reasons I brought up the Star of David, I mean the Star of David, this, the Star of Bethlehem, was because to me it was kind of a symbol that things will return to normal, that things are hopeful. Not that there's a second coming, but that there, we, we can come back to being ourselves. Did you know that David us. was from the Bethlehem area? Uh, yes, I know, and that's and, 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 and we don't need to get this. coincidence. I, not everything has to come back to the Bible, right? Not in oh, every yes, it does. Yeah, yeah, I know you were going to say that. But there is, a, there is a downside to what I just said. And the downside is we're in, people aren't paying attention to the fact we may be on the verge of, well, losing something more. 
an interesting thing happened that almost nobody paid attention to. If you've been paying attention to the space race, you probably heard, you know, um, Jeff Bezos is bringing up Captain Kirk on Blue Origin. Uh, he, uh, we'll go where no man has been before. Where no 90-year-old <laughs> has been before. So he, uh, he's going to be the oldest man to ever go into space. Right. Um, Captain Kirk is this. But you've got SpaceX has launched a, a new thing. But one of the things that was reported this morning as we tape this was it was just a change in a routine astronaut assignment on announcement on Wednesday. But if you read between the lines, you realize something major happened. Astronauts Nicole Mann and Josh Cassander were registered and assigned to be the commander and pilot um, uh, originally of a Boeing Starliner capsule. Boeing is uh, a rocket company. It also happens to be the company that we assemble rockets for at Mishu here in New, in, in New Orleans. It's worth hundreds of jobs. We're a major outpour for Boeing rocketry. They were reassigned to be the crew for a SpaceX launch next year. And it looks like NASA is starting to basically tell Boeing, their major supplier through most of their existence, Boeing built the Saturn V rockets that went to the moon, Boeing built all, less and less to use Boeing for a very practical reason. SpaceX is a lot cheaper. It's advanced much less. The rockets can be reused over and over. Elon Musk did not follow the path of Boeing, which was afraid of every explosion, everything, and he basically created a company that now is, can do more for less. Well, why, should, why am I bringing this up here? That just sounds like good news. Great. We're, we're able to launch people into space at cheaper prices and be safe about it, right? Here's right. the downside. Where is every Boeing rocket in the world assembled? The Mishu facility in New Orleans right. East. It's tested at Stennis. It's assembled here, including what's called the SLS. That was supposed to be, the, the space launch system is supposed to be what is going to be the new future of, of, of space travel and rocket launch. And guess what? What happens if NASA abandons the Boeing contracts? Hundreds of people in New Orleans and the Gulf Coast at Mishu and Stennis Space Center lose their jobs. This wow. is what our, our, our high-tech industry is here. And we're in the first early thing. And you know what? You can't, at some level... This is all Boeing's fault because Boeing just did not innovate the way SpaceX and now Blue Origin have. Elon Musk has proven you can reuse rockets. You right. can do things at a fraction of the cost. And I can hardly blame NASA administrators who haven't seen their budget go up in 14 years to basically say, you know what? If we can do two launches for the price of one, this may be a better idea. Well, That's maybe the, Boeing will get with it and do their job. I'm hoping. I'm hoping because if we do not, Mishu, which is the largest building in North America under one ceiling, it was built by Andrew Jackson Higgins to assemble cargo planes. And it is the greatest facility for rockets. It, it built an external fuel tank for the shuttle. It built the Saturn V rockets. It is essential to our economy and our recovery. And if we lose that in the Metro New Orleans area, and we correspondingly lose Stennis, which is just tied into it on the Gulf Coast, you know what we're going to be in? We're going to be in very, in very bad shape. And remember, folks, according to Churchill and Eisenhower, it was the Higgins boats that won the war. It was. That's there. a very important location. It, what a tragedy if we lose it. And it was. And on that note, folks, let's, we've got to learn again how to innovate. If uh, Otherwise, uh, New Orleans may not be here when it comes to excavate our ruins. On that note, uh, we'll be back after these important messages here with the Founders Show right after these important messages. Stay with tuned. With your Chaplain Baba patriotic and gospel moments. Stay tuned. Villaries Florist is in the Halloween and autumn season with Teleflora's enchanted harvest bouquets and the citrus smiles bouquets. 
have a punch of color for this autumnal season and have an arrangement sent to your friends, loved ones of autumn flowers for Villaries Florist. And don't forget that you can also have their typical rose deal and as well, ladies and gentlemen, some special uh, uh, Halloween baskets sent at Villaries Florist. Call them at 1-800-V-I-L-L-E-R-E or VillariesFlorist.com, ladies and gentlemen, and check out the best for this autumn season. Remember their location, 750 Martin Berman Avenue in Mentory and um, in Covington on Highway 190. Give them a call, 1-800-845-5373. That's 1-800-V-I-L-L-E-R-E. 1-800-V-I-L-L-E-R-E or VillariesFlorist.com and tell them you heard it here on The Founders Show. Folks, it's Trappenheim McHenry. I'm on the board of New Orleans Mission and I'd like to share this with you. Renewal, rehabilitation, and re-engagement. That is the mission of New Orleans Mission. If you'd like to get involved, we are the largest provider of the homeless in the Gulf South. Please contact us at area code 504-638-5434 or text us at 77948 or call Sarah at 563-513-1232. We need all the help we can get, and we sure do appreciate it. Thanks so very much. And God bless you all out there. And folks, we're back. And this is Chaplain High McHenry. And it's now time for our patriotic moment where I just take a brief moment to remind you of the biblical foundations of our country, our Judeo-Christian jurisprudence. And today we're going to talk about Andrew Jackson. And and the reason being is we talked about Andy Higgins, who was the uh, developer of the Higgins boats that Eisenhower and West and Churchill both said won the war, and that's because it brought the supplies to the beaches, and that was the key to winning the war, logistics. It always is, folks. It's the beans and the bullets that count. Anyway, uh, this is what Andrew Jackson said back in 1837. He said, go to the scriptures. The joyful promises it contains will be a balsam to your troubles. That book is the rock on which our republic rests. So again, you can see, folks, that so many of the great people of America who did so much to give us this great country, they all understood it had to have a biblical foundation. And without it, we would never have a great country. Well, folks, what about you? Are you becoming a great person? If you have God, you are. And so it's now time for us to go into our Chaplain Baba gospel moment, where we just take a brief moment to remind you of how you can know for sure that you're going to heaven when you die. You're safe from hell. And during this Halloween season, maybe we ought to be thinking about that. Folks, it all comes down to this, and it has to do with a big question. Have you come to that place in your spiritual life where you know for certain that if you died tonight, you'd go to heaven? And let's just say tonight is your big night, and God would come in your room, and he'd say, why should I let you come into my heaven? Well, what would you tell the Lord? This is what you need to tell him. And if you know this in your heart, you're on your way to heaven. If you don't, you better want to get to know it. It goes like this. We have some serious, big-time love problems. It's boiled down to two, our sin problem and our death problem. God knew we had that problem, and he knew we would never be able to fix it. And God loves us very much, so he came up with a plan. The Bible says God is long-suffering, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That's how much God loves us, folks. He suffers long for, for you and for all of us. 
So he knew we could never fix our own problem, so he decided to fix it for us. And he did that by becoming a man. That man's name is the Lord Jesus Christ. He's all the way God and all the way man. He's perfect God and perfect man. He came to this earth to take care of our humongous love problem, divided up into two things. The first thing was sin. He took care of our sin problem when the Bible says his blood on the cross washed away all our sins. You know, the scripture says, he that knew no sin was made sin, all of our dirty, rotten sins, that you might be made the righteousness of God in him. Isn't that great? He's literally, his love was so great, he was willing to be made into our sin. The sin didn't just come on him, and it did come on him, but it was more than that. It went into him, and he was made, he was turned into all of yours and mine's and everybody else's dirty, rotten sins. I mean, from the day you're born to the day you die, your tiniest to your greatest sins went on Jesus. So you see, your sins can never take you to hell anymore. Next step, you had a a death problem. It's called the second death. And that means when you die, you're going to go where all the zombies are. And that means human beings that have rejected God's love throughout their lives in spite of God's repeated efforts. And in the end, because they don't have God, they have to go where God is not. It's called hell, where they will be there for eternity. They have eternal existence, but no life. They're like zombies wandering around hell, fully conscious of what's happened and where they are and unable to deliver themselves. Well, folks, this is how you get that. The Bible says, for I declare unto you the good news, the gospel, that Jesus died for all of our sins, that he was buried and that he rose from the dead according to the scripture. And that if you believe this, the Bible says, you are guaranteed heaven. Now, our belief is broken up into two things. First thing is repentance. Jesus kept saying, repent and believe, repent and believe. Well, what do we, from what do we repent? Uh, it's a tricky word, and it's one of the most misunderstood words in Christianity. Repentance, if you go to the Greek, just let's start there. The Greek word is metanoia, and it just plain and simply means change your mind. Okay, so we're going to change our mind, but we've got a problem here. Change your mind about what? This is what you have to change your mind about. You have to believe that you are hopeless and helpless without God, destined to an eternal hell. The moment you believe that, you realize you can't do anything to help God out. I don't care how good you are. In fact, the Bible says all of your righteousness are as filthy rags. The very best you have to offer God is just not going to be good enough. So forget it. Give up on it. Let go and let God have his way with you. Believe you cannot save yourself. The moment you do that, you just repented. The moment you believe that no matter what religious works you do, what good works, turning from your sins, this, that, all these great things you can do, that that will never get you into heaven. The only thing that gets you in is the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then the next thing you have to believe is that Jesus did rise from the dead to win for you his precious free gift of resurrection, everlasting life. Second problem fixed. That's your second death problem. And you know what? When that happens, you get the second birth. You're born again, and now you have God in you, and there's no way you can ever go to hell. If you've never done that before, folks, don't put it off. You may not be around tomorrow. We never know the day. I mean, I'm, I'm having good friends passing away, surprising the heck out of me right now. Of course, I'm 70 years old, but nevertheless, I'm seeing some younger folks go too. In fact, in our ministry, we've lost a lot of kids due to uh, the youth violence in this city. So, folks, believe you can't save yourself. That's repentance so that you can believe that he can, that he did, and that he will save you 
from a burning hell and guarantee you everlasting life because he died for all of your sins, was buried and rose from the dead. Do it now, folks. Don't wait till it's too late, like the old country preacher said. And like the word of God says, now, today is the day of salvation. Believe that Jesus died for all your sins and rose from the dead. Well, folks, it's time for us to go now as we close with Armand St. Martin singing a Creole goodbye. And God bless you all out there. Does this have to be the end of the night? You know I love you in the pale moonlight. I can see across a million stars when I look in your eyes. We can mosey, it's the summertime. I suppose you couldn't call it a crime If we take just a little longer To say our goodnight They call it Creole goodbye With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.